When he had said this, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass when he drew near to Bethpage and Bethany at the mountain called Olivet, that he sent two of his disciples saying, go into the village opposite you, where as you enter, you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Loose it and bring it here. And if anyone asks, why are you loosing it? Thus you shall say to him, because the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went their way and found it just as he had said to them. But as they were loosing the colt, the owners of it said to them, why are you loosing the colt? And they said, the Lord has need of it. Then they brought him to Jesus. And they threw their own clothes on the colt and they sat Jesus on him. Then they brought him to Jesus. This is what we're doing, everyone. This is what we're doing. We're coming before the Lord in worship. His word says that he makes his throne upon the praises of his people. And as he went, many spread their clothes on the road. Then as he was now drawing near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works they had seen. When the Lord enters the room, you can't keep silent. I'm going to skip two verses, but I'll come back. But he answered and said to them, because the Pharisees were saying, why are you letting your disciples go mad? But he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. Church, the stones are crying out because of our silence. The stones are crying out because we don't know who the King of Glory is. Father, pastor us today. Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus to your people. And this is what they were saying. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And I don't think they said it with that tone. I don't think that they said it with that lack of excitement. It says with a loud voice, they worshiped him. Sabrina, when you sang that song, and I don't know the title, All the Earth Will Shout and Sing. If you can get that one ready. See, when we praise him, he comes. 
And we can't praise him by just singing words on a screen. We can't praise him just from the thing we do all the time. He requires more. He deserves more. You realize, church, that he's coming for a bride that wants him to be in their presence. That's what he's coming for. We're going to sing this song again, and I don't know what he's going to do, but we've asked him to pastor us today. So I'm asking that he would, you would release yourself to be pastored by the King of Glory. He walked in their presence. He rode in and they couldn't stop shouting. My question is, what has he given you? What has he given and imparted into your life? Is it worth some shouting? Is it worth giving him the glory? Is it worth saying, behold this king, behold this king? I know we're gonna do it with a song. Sabrina's gonna lead and and I know we're gonna do it with the song, but there's gonna be radical praise in the house this morning. If you just met Jesus yesterday, then you're gonna praise with over exuberance. If you met him 50 years ago, I'm asking you to tap into that, that praise that you had on day one. As we sing, I wanna praise. And then whatever he does after that, that's totally fine. But I feel the anointing of the Lord to praise him like we've never praised him before because he is worthy. He is worthy. It's your breath in our love, so we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our love, so we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our love, so we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your being the king of glory oh we sing all the earth and all the earth will shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing the grave
offer up fresh praise this morning from the depths of our souls from the depths of our souls holy spirit thank you for showing us true worship thank you thank you thank you holy spirit yes sing all the earth shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing the great is our Lord sing it again and all the earth will shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing the great this morning for the times when the rocks had to cry out because we wouldn't Father forgive us forgive us for not acknowledging your goodness for not acknowledging your presence when you're with us Behold the King of Glory. Jesus, we thank you for your presence. For in your presence we find joy. More abundant joy than we've ever known. Rest in this place. You're welcome here. You're welcome here. Come and do a new work. Pastor your people. Thank you, Lord. I sense there's a, an opportunity for repentance in the room this morning. Not just for not worshiping as we should, but 
for whatever the Lord is drawing your heart to do. Maybe this morning you need to repent. Now's the time to turn away and to turn towards the King of glory. this room Lord we know you're moving we sense your presence would you just be bold this morning I'll boldly admit that sometimes worshiping like that in public is scary Would you repent if that's your heart this morning? Would you say, I want to worship like David? I want to worship in front of whoever is around that I can display my love for the king. Maybe there's other things in your life this morning that you are called, you're feeling the internal call to repentance. Now's the time. Now's the time. Father, forgive us for where we've missed you. Forgive us for allowing other things to get in between us. Father, we repent as a body for allowing time to be sucked away to other things, lesser things. Lord, we repent for our tongue. Uh. We repent for our tongues that we have spoken things out of flesh when you had things of the Spirit that would change lives. We repent for being in places where you brought to our remembrance the amazing gifts you've given us and yet we didn't rejoice. This isn't just me leading you corporately in repentance. I'm repenting for myself. Would you please just repent? There are things in every life in this room that you need to repent of. You see, if we wait on the corporate anointing to worship him, we're missing him. If you're waiting on the pastor to repent on your behalf, you're missing him. Can you just repent this morning? Thank you, Lord. That a loving Father 
holds us close to his chest as we repent. He doesn't extend his arm and hold us back. He draws us near. Father, we repent for missing the transitions in our lives. Somebody in the room, you missed a transition. It's okay. It's okay. Father, we repent for seeking other loves. I ask, Father, that today the Good Shepherd, (laughs) our only pastor, oh, that you would take our hearts, those that are hard, and you would break them. And Father, for those that are soft, you would mold them. For Lord, we can only we can only surrender. That's all we know how to do. Would you change us today? Would you change us today? The gracious Father, the gracious Father who loves you, who cares for you, who put the breath in your lungs that we could praise, is here today to put his arms around you, to love on you. Will you surrender? Will you surrender?
He's moving around the room. Would you embrace him? Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you that you don't miss anyone. All that will draw near to you take time for you never miss an appointment you never rush by thank you thank you for being a good pastor thank you for being a good father a lover of our soul thank you Lord thank you Lord I don't feel that we're supposed to transition yet but I do feel I'm supposed to share with you Jesus came to reveal the character of the Father in his wholeness and so when we look at Jesus we see the Father He eliminated all questions on his character by sending us Jesus. So when we, I've, I've heard many people question healing. We don't have to question it because we saw it. The Father gave us Jesus in the flesh And we saw his character and the scripture tells us that he healed all that came to him. So if we want to know the character of the father, what does he think about sickness? He wants it to be gone all the time. All the time. That's his character. Not part of the time, not some of the time, all of the time. That's him. That's who he is. Jesus healed every person that came to him every single one I think that part of the fruitfulness that the Lord is looking for in the church is the fruit of the character of the father in the sons and daughters And so if you're born again, you're a son or a daughter. You're a co-heir with Jesus. And so this same nature of the Father is in you. And it's our greatest journey. It's our greatest fellowship to discover that and then to release it to the world. And my ask for you this morning is 
have you pursued the understanding of what you possess? Is it just a, I stamped my ticket to heaven, I said, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life, but then the whole Lord part fell off, I just want you to be part of my life. Because my understanding is that we would all, I'm including myself, we would all look different as sons and daughters if we understood that which we possess. We would minister differently. We would, we would communicate differently. We would worship differently as we saw this morning. Some in the room have never worshiped like that and he is smiling this morning. But how can we share that which we've put off to another day. Because if we came to Jesus to escape hell and to make it to heaven and that's where it stops, then we're missing the fullness of the one who we contain. Who is uncontainable, but we contain him. He is uncontainable yet we do our best to contain him because we can't control him I remember the first time Jen and I were asked to do a, we, the Lord asked us to do a conference and we were going into our church and it, lovely people but I, I knew that the Lord was going to move in ways that we couldn't control so I said to the pastor, I, I would appreciate if we could use the building. I cannot guarantee what the Lord is gonna do. I, I can't control the Holy Spirit. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but the best I can do is be honest with you and say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing in your heart this morning, but what I do know is the uncontainable one wants to be unleashed from your life. The fullness of what he's given you in salvation, he wants it to be multiplied. He is the fruit. He is the vine. And he wants that fruit of what he's given you to be multiplied to the nations. And he says, in the end, when all have heard the gospel of the kingdom, then he will come. And we have people, maybe this is you in the room, and I just want to push on you just a little bit this morning that you're looking to the day when you will be sucked out of here as some whatever at some point you're looking for that day but you're not releasing the one who's going to release that day the uncontainable one is being contained in the vessels of his church because those vessels have not been broken. I remember standing in the first worship service where I, I knew I was encountering something that was of another realm. I didn't understand it. I just knew there was this, this burning in my heart to worship and to just let go. I remember that day specifically. 
I don't know, have you had one of those days? Have you had one of those days where, I remember Pastor Sean, you were up here one day and you said, I'm about ready to explode. I, I can't explain, I'm, I'm about ready to explode. But the love of the Father, the compassion of Jesus is in you for the world, for the world. And he can only be contained in a vessel that doesn't want to be broken. For so long, we protect our, our image. There's only one image that we need to be worried about. That's his. We protect our image, Stephen. We don't want to get up here and run around the room. We don't want to, we don't want to lay on the floor and let him minister to the, to the very brokenness of our being. We don't want to do that because who around will say something? I'm telling you, if this isn't the safest place for you to be vulnerable, then there's a lot of problems. If in worship we can't express the, the bursting forth of what he's put in us to honor and glorify the King of kings and Lord of lords, then he's not our King of kings and Lord of lords. He's our cake topping. Jesus, the one that is in you, is superior to every other thing ever created. He is superior to every other thing that has been created on the earth. He's above all of it. But your vessel, my vessel, I'm not preaching at you this morning. I'm preaching to me this morning. You're just witnesses. If the Lord speaks to you, amazing. But I'm telling you, there, there, there is the uncontainable one inside of us that wants to get out that can only come out when pride is broken. He can only come out when your fear of man is broken. He can only come out when your shame and guilt is broken so that he can manifest his love and his power and everything through his people. And I imagine him as he did in the very beginning, hovering over the darkness. And I see him hovering over the earth in this hour, looking for people who are willing to be broken so that he may come forth in their lives, in our lives. He's looking for brokenness. It says in Genesis 1.29 that he gave the herb of the field. He gave all these things. I'm not going to read it to you. Go back and reread it. It says he gave all this. And right before that in 128, he says, now be fruitful and multiply. He says, be fruitful and multiply. Then he hands us something to be fruitful and multiply with. And I'm asking you this morning, 
If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, there was a moment when God spoke to you and said, be fruitful and multiply. Here is my son. Here is my son, receive him. One day, one day, each one in this room, you can't pass this off to your mom or dad, you can't pass it off to your kids. One day we will all stand before the Lord and we will answer for what he's given us. And now I know that that sounds, that you've probably heard sermons about that. I probably preached them. I don't remember in this moment, but you've probably heard sermons that we're gonna answer for every gifts, gift that he's given us. And I agree with that 100%. And those who are in the ministry have to answer for what we're teaching. And I pray that this morning, what I'm teaching is Jesus. But the gift that I wanna ask you if you're ready to give account for is the gift of Jesus. Are you ready to give account for the gift of Jesus? I, I understand you may be able to sing the, the wallpaper off the walls. You may be able to, to do all these things. You may have gifts and talents and that's all good, but can you stand in that day for the gift that he gave of Jesus? That's the gift. We have to answer that question. And if you have him, you're in this place where he is trying to get out. He's trying to get out. And you know what? Sometimes he's working to try to get through your gift. He's trying to get through your gift so that he can be made manifest in the, in the earth. Not using your gift. He's trying to get through what you think your gift is so that he can move. And if we have him, if you have him this morning and he's trying to get out, one thing I know, because I've been there, you maybe have been there too, is that the more you keep him in, the easier it is to keep him in. The more you press down the, the desire to just come unglued in Jesus, the easier it is. That you can walk into a room where the Lord is and you can feel nothing. Yet he's in you. Isn't that the craziest thing? But it's true because he's a gentleman and he's not going to go over your will. And so you can stand in a worship service and you can put your hands up and you can shout, but maybe that's not all he wants to do this morning. You can be in a service and you can sit quietly and take notes and never do anything with them. Maybe that's not all he wants to do this morning. Maybe he wants to be your pastor and he wants to get into your business and he wants to say, listen, this stuff is wrong. You realize, you realize as a pastor in this day and age, some of the hardest things to do is to come meet with y'all and to call you out because there's an excuse for why you're doing what you're doing. And you know what? The perfect pastor, one that loves you not just in flesh and spirit, but in all of spirit, will not let you sit there in that stuff. Because, you know, it is about you but it's more about his son, the gift of Jesus that he put in you that he wants out. 
And so the longer you stay there, the less time he's getting out of you. I remember Pastor Dennis used to say, I always prayed to be used by the Lord and then I got used. And that's the truth. That's the truth. You get used of him and guess what? He doesn't ask your opinion. He wants to reveal his son through you and he doesn't care about your opinion because you're supposed to be dead and not have one. We're not supposed to have them. We're dead. But he has come to fill his church so that the church could make disciples of all nations. And I think that maybe we know the smallest bit about what I'm even saying. But he wants us to get the whole deal. So I'm asking this morning, are you willing to be broken so that the sun can be seen? Are you willing to be broken? I want you to close your eyes. I know people are looking around the room. I get it. Just bear with me for another minute. Are you willing to be broken so that the sun can be revealed in the earth? He loves you that much that he's willing to wait on you to make this decision. Jesus is the gift that we answer for. What are you doing with him? What are you doing with him? pray and we're going to have a time of some, some are just going to rest in him some are going to deal with some things that he wants to do in you but in this holy moment that we have my question is are you willing to be broken so that the son can be revealed father today today is a a stake. Today is a stake has been put in our lives. The stake that will set us apart from other generations. A stake that will definitely mark us. Lord, I'm asking in this moment that you would pastor your flock. That as individuals we surrender to you in this moment. That we would 
be willing to be broken so that your son, the one who gave all, can be glorified and magnified in our speaking, in our gifts, in everything. Father, in the next few moments, I ask that you'd put your arms around every person. Maybe some of you this morning are going to need to come forward and lay down at the altar and worship him. Maybe some of you this morning have put up so many walls you don't even know which ones to tear down first. Well, that's okay. He'll give you a pick and an axe and he'll say, go out of here you go, tear it down. But he'll do it with you. He'll do it with you. I'm believing that at, at the end of this day that there'll be a new fire burning in every heart. Would you let him minister to you as he wants to, not as you want to? Would you surrender your desire to look a certain way or be a certain way or do a certain thing? Would you let all that pass away and let the good shepherd lead you as we worship? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the Christ's in the present, you are making new wine. In the soil I now surrender, you are breaking new ground. So I yield to you into your careful hand. When I trust you, I don't need to understand. So make me a vessel. But all you 
vessel Make me an offering Make me whatever You want me to be I came here with nothing But all you have given me Jesus, bring new wine out of me Jesus, bring new wine out of me Oh, bring new wine out of me So make me a vessel, make me an offering, make me whatever you want me to be. I came here with nothing, but all you have given me, Jesus, bring new wine out of me. Where there is new wine, there is new power, there is new freedom, and the kingdom is here. I lay down my old flames to carry your new fire today. Sing it again. Where there is new today we seal the work that you've done in us as we leave this place good shepherd we ask you to pastor us this week guide us direct us lead us Take us to the places of refreshing, the, the water that we need. Take us to the food that we may flourish in your care. Father, the spark, the light that you put in us, may it burn bright this week. May the whole world know that you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. 
May they see it in us as we release your son. Come do it again. We surrender that you would do it again through us. In Jesus' name, amen.